What's going on, guys? I'm back. It's your boy, Paul, and this is Pauline Theology's Daily Devotional. And uh, we finished with uh, this Yipta saga, and now we are on to a little interlude right now. It is how we did earlier, um, think twice. The first one was uh, Shamgar, and then the next one was uh, Tola and... Uh, Man, I can't remember all them cast names, bro. I should remember them though, because they're in the scriptures. You know, I, I kind of give credence to the fact that they wouldn't, they didn't do much. All I said was talk to a little bit. But yeah, Tola, I remember him. Can't think of the other cast names. But now we're on another three, and uh, we see a little bit about what they are doing and and how God's moving in that way. So if you don't know what we do here, man, what we do is we talk about what the the scripture actually says. And then second, we see how we can see who God is. It is a picture of him. And then next, we go through what man, a picture of man is like, uh, whether it be a Christian or if it's just uh, man in general or if it's sinful man, you know, as in non-Christians. And then finally, we talk about those truths that we learned about those things, how we can apply it to our lives. So let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. If you haven't... Um, Read the scriptures. We're going to be in 12, verse 8 through 15. Uh, so stop right now. Go ahead and read it. So what does the scripture actually say? What do we read? What do we know about what's been said here? Well, it goes through those three judges. Um, first off, we have the judge uh, Ibsen, and he has a bunch of daughters and sons, I think 30 daughters and 30 sons. And it says that he gave his sons to, uh, um, or he gave his daughters and he sent them out to build, I guess, build uh, bonds with other countries. So he sent his daughters out and married them off to some guys from foreign countries. And then he also had their daughters come and marry his sons to build this alliance. Uh, it says that he died, and I think he ruled, what, like um, seven, eight years? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was it was very long. Yeah, seven years. And then after him was uh, another cat who they don't say much about. They only say that he was buried in a place that in the Hebrew has a similar usage of what are called um, the radicals. Uh, they're like the consonants in a verb. So um, you can't really tell in English. That's why I say that. But it seems like he died and maybe named a city after himself that he judged over. Um, and that might be a theme of why it's like that. And then um, we have the final judge in this this short uh, arc of, of smaller judges, minor judges. And he has 30 sons and 40 grandsons. And then they are all riding on donkeys, 70 donkeys. And so, um, yeah, after that, it says he dies. And he was buried in the hill country uh, of Ephraim in the land of the Amalekites. So that's, that's what we got. That's just happened. And with short little pauses like that, it's, it's like, well, what do you learn? What do you know? How can you find something about God? And so, uh, again, first off, I want to stress the fact that in every uh, thing that we read, 
it may not be the easiest thing to find out what we can know about God and what we can know about man, okay? And so in those times, man, we should further read and continue on. But since you're going through it with me, and I've read a little bit uh, uh, in commentaries and stuff, as well on an aside is that you can pick up a good commentary and read it or pick up a, a good overall uh, a story helper and read it. And one of them I'll, I'll put in the comments that you can uh, you can check out. And then I'll also put in the comments the one that I'm kind of reading on as I'm going through this. And so you can and check those books out if you want. But uh, And I, I get a little bit for that as an affiliate link. So it would be awesome if you hooked your boy up, you know what I'm saying, got them books, and then, uh, you know, help me out uh, as, a, as a, a support for the channel. But anyway, so um, with these smaller ones, it's sometimes hard to be able to come up and see what you can see about God, what you can see about man, and then how they apply these things in our lives. But because I'm, I'm here and I want to help you go through it, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it and we'll go through it. So the first thing I think that we can see about God in this is that God allows peace in the land. So what it is is that whenever these guys are riding on these donkeys, that could be like a sign or a sense of peace and prosperity because of the fact that the first family had 30 daughters and uh, 30 sons. And then the, the last one had uh, 30 sons and 40 uh, grandsons. So there's some prosperity going on that a person could have these children and they would do fine and they would live well. But the fact that they're sitting, especially the last one, is that they're sitting on riding on donkeys is also a sign of royalty, but as well as a sign of peace that may be happening throughout the land. So God gives peace in the land. His grace flows it overflows and this grace is exactly what it is grace it's unmerited favor because uh, if we dive a little bit deeper we see that these judges aren't doing the things that they maybe should be doing again like i said with the the donkeys and it seems like they're being rulers or kings over the place following in the same path as gideon earlier and then the first uh, uh, judge, uh, he was giving his daughters away to other nations, nations that don't serve Yahweh, nations that don't serve God. And if you read in the scriptures, it talks about how they're not to intermarry like that because it will turn them away from the Lord. And so as we see, as we see continually, the fact that they continue to turn to the gods of the people that live in the land, well, that action is some of the reason that it happens. And so that takes us to what man does. So what God does is that he gives grace. A characteristic of God we see is that he gives grace in abundance despite what we do. He is a overflowingly gracious God. That's one of the themes of this entire book that we will see and we continue to see is that God is a gracious God. But what it says about man here is another thing that is so prevalent in this book as well the second major theme which is man begins to look more and more like his neighbor and that ain't good because they didn't rid the land of the people that worship other gods they didn't rid the the land of the people who do not honor yahweh as the one true god and so as we see they are <laughs> they are marrying their daughters off and their sons are marrying daughters from other countries and we step a little further and we see that they turn their hearts away from God again. 
And then finally, what can we do? What can we learn from these truths about God being a gracious God and that we have a tendency to do whatever we want to do uh, as we move further and further, uh, uh, further and further away from God? Well, I think that we should recognize that God is good to us because we are his children. If you are a part of the household of God, if you are a part of the kingdom of the Lord, then his grace is ever upon you. It's on you, man. It doesn't matter what you do, who you are, because you are a child of the king. You are a son and daughter of the one true God. And so he pours his grace out abundantly. So take that, hold it, cherish it, keep it. Remind yourself of that, the fact that God loves you without any kind of merit from us. It's just the simple fact that he loves us. And for some of us, especially me, it's like, why would you love me? Because I've done some evil things. Yet, it is not those things that he chooses to love us. He chooses to love us because he loves us. And so keep that, hold that. But then next, uh, let's, let's trust in the plans of God. You see, we saw um, the, the first judge uh, in this three-person saga judge kind of interlude that he began to marry his daughters off and his sons marrying others, which is strictly forbidden because they serve other gods. They will draw the people away, the Israelite people away from God. And so what this judge is doing, what this governor is doing, is he's relying on his own wisdom, his own strength, his own knowledge and power to affect the peace that they have in the land. Instead of doing what Yahweh commanded through his scripture and his word and trusting that by following the commands of God, that God would give peace to them. And so I think that for us, that's the major theme, is that we should just trust in the, uh, the wonderful wisdom of our Father. You see, the, the thing about it is all these judges that we talked about, I think maybe the longest may have been 10 years. It's like seven years, eight years. And then I believe maybe one of them was 10 years. Uh, yeah, one was 10 years. That's not long. And next week, we're going to see how long the oppression was by the other people. So in comparison to, to thinking it's okay because they're making their own plans to seeing how bad things are going to get and how long it stays there because they're not repenting. I thank you guys for listening, man, and I will see you in the next episode. So join me, join me again. <laughs>